I ask myself questions quite frequently, like constantly. <laughs> and this morning when I woke up, I said, hey, why? And this is the reality of me. Why am I coming here? What, what do I want to achieve? <laughs> what am I trying to touch? What am I, what am I doing? And I ask myself these questions because I'm about the reality of heaven. You know, sometimes we talk about heaven and the Godhead and the Spirit as almost like a vapor that we can't really see. And maybe sometimes at the right time of day, we'll see that thing kind of floating around. But I am all about the reality of God. That He is real and that He's more than a vapor. He's a Father. He's a lover. He is as tangible, more tangible than me or you sitting here right now. And he created the earth. He created me and you to have a, a communication, a relationship with him, a tangible, real one. Not one where we sit here on the earth grasping at vapor, but one where we can sit here on the earth and actually touch him. And so when I asked myself this morning, what are you trying to touch? The only answer I can come up with is his very hand. I think when I, when I look at guys like David and Moses, there's something in them that just wasn't satisfied until they saw who they were worshiping until they actually could be face to face with them. And it doesn't matter how young or how old or how new or how, how long you've been in this faith. The point is the same, is that we have been called to live with God in unity. And so this morning I asked myself the question, what are we trying to do here? What is the point of coming? Is it so that I can kind of have like a verse that I can think about for the rest of the week? Well, those things might come. And yes, you might feel energized. But before all those things, we come here to this house to touch God. To meet with Him. And the reality of his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Not a vapor seen or kind of played with afar off, but an actual tangible presence that we can touch, feel, smell, grab hold of. And so this morning I encourage us, and I'm encouraging myself right now because I know the struggle of it sometimes. Sometimes it just feels like a vapor. 
Sometimes it just feels like I don't know where to go from here. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to sing. I don't know what, I don't know how to do this. And you know what? I think God can use that. If you will say, whatever it takes, God, to see you, to touch you this morning, that's what I'm going to do. It's about our hearts. And so this morning, would you, would you stand with me? And, like I'm in as much in this as you. Don't think that I, you know, get the microphone because I know just all the keys and all the right things to how to do that all the time. I'm, I'm just as human as the next person. And so I have to go through this process just like everybody else. And he's bringing us to a new level of closeness. So everyone put your hand on your heart briefly. We're going to pray something together. Lord, I just pray right now. And you can join with me just in your own hearts. But Lord, I pray right now that all these things that I'm feeling and I'm, I'm, I'm confused about and I don't know, I lay those aside right now. And I come before you. The Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace. And so we come with everything. We come with everything and we just say, Lord, we want to see you this morning. We need to see you this morning. We need to touch you. We need to communicate with you. We need you. We can't go on without you. This world can't go on without you. We want you to come. And I want you to come in my heart today and I'm willing to do whatever it takes let's worship God together this morning keep singing that but for so many years I thought that this place was like the finish line but more and more it's becoming evident of how much of the starting line it is what can we really do if God is not the one making the way? What can we really do if He's not the one directing the path? Nothing. And so this is the starting line, and it's the starting line in our hearts. And this is a call for us to join with something this morning. And it's just one word repeated three times but it actually does something in our hearts. And so right now, every voice, just say the word. Let every voice, this is your moment. Walls are going to start breaking down.
Maybe worship hasn't connected with you yet. I'm saying by faith that this morning, if you declare holy, something's going to connect. We let our hearts sing this morning, Lord. God, anything that resists in us. Anything that keeps us from just saying how holy you are. God, I pray that that would be let go in us this morning. I just want to worship you. Now I'm asking, Holy Spirit, come and touch your people. Come and draw us closer to the Father. We long for you this morning. You hear the hearts of these people crying out to you. This is more than a the word. This is more than a song. This is a sacrifice of praise. Let it be pleasing to you this morning, oh God. Let it stir something in your heart this morning, oh God. Dialed up beyond what's happened before. Dialed up beyond what sounded like Jericho. 
morning. The amazing thing is, he says, whoever would like to release a sound, whoever wants to release a sound may release a sound. The only requirement is our heart. Do we or don't we? Sometimes we just wait for the breakthrough. Sometimes the breakthrough is kind of what we live for. But I believe in this time, this sound, this constant driving forward, this I don't think it's going to have the sound of breakthrough right away. I think that brick by brick by brick, structure by structure by structure, something needs to be built. The great breakthrough is when Jesus comes and his feet touch the earth once again. What if, can we subscribe to the sound that just builds for that day? I know it doesn't feel nice to have the release of it. I know it feels like work sometimes, but I assure you, God assures us that soon and very soon Jesus is coming and he will return and the breakthrough will be ours. But in the meantime, we press onward towards the goal. In the meantime, we press forward. We're running the marathon, running and running and running and running, never growing weary. Why? Because the Lord is what is our energy. God, we ask for the overflowing in this day. Half full or half empty is not enough. The overflow. We ask for the overflowing. If you want to feel the overflowing, if you want to have the overflowing come from you, there is something we must do. And it's allow the spirit of truth to start to speak through us, to start to worship through us, to start to sing through us, to start to move through us. We cannot sit by and expect the overflowing just to come. As a bystander, no, he's asking for participants. People that will get up and allow themselves to be moved with conviction. You are with us. Move us. Cause us to rise in this day. Bring us, break us out of our seats. Break us out of our comfort. And your mercy endures forever. It has no end. It is never ending. It abounds from heaven. We turn on the taps, the faucets to full. We have triumph in the name of Jesus. By your blood we are saved. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. The great I am. The everlasting father. The prince of peace. You are a 
are full of affection towards us. The scripture says that these things that Jesus has conquered, these traits and characteristics have been given to us. And the Lord says, I have not made a house with human hands to dwell in, but I've made you a billion, two billion, three billion capable of walking on the water, capable of walking on the Word of God, capable of overflowing heaven onto the earth. Your breakthrough is here. It's here. It's broken. Your breakthrough is here. We're walking into a new season. Praise him. Praise him till the miracle comes. Praise him. Let him fill every space. I believe he's saying, who are you in me? And who am I for you? Walk in that. God, you are good. You are good. You are good. That's who you are. You are good. 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 We bless your name. We cry out. You are good. You are good. About a half hour ago, I was thinking about, I like quotes. I like sayings. I like short things. I'm not a long talker. And I'm like, I was thinking in my head, what's so important about, like, it's just a word, a quote, uh, an inspiration or something like that. And immediately, the Holy Spirit said to me, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God is giving us words of, of speaking to us. And he wants to transform it into flesh. He wants to transform it in our community, in our lives, so it becomes living and active and, and breathing within us. And, and just as yeah, Caroline has come up, just as we prayed, that God is, is moving. We are the glory of God. So I just want to pray that the words that God has put within us, it, it comes active and living and breathing and, and, and alive that it flows through us. Jesus actually physically came to the earth. The word God came to the earth. And he wants, he's desiring for it. Lord, I just pray and I just release it right now. My, my words aren't great. But Lord, I know that you have words that you put within us. And you desire those words, that life to, to flow out, to become flesh. That, become, that the what you've spoken to us become flesh and life to the people around us, to one another, to you, that Jesus, you would flow through us. Jesus, we become Jesus to the world. And Lord, that uh, we are the glory of God. We are the representation of, the, of, of God in heaven. And we pray just how Jesus, you came to the earth. We come to the earth to spread your love, spread your life, spread your, your spirit. And I pray that the words that you've spoken to each one of us, the revelations, the scripture, the encouragement, the, the things that we say to one another, it wouldn't just be words that float in the air. It wouldn't just be seeds that, that, that get the chaff that gets blown away, but it would become within us and it becomes a part of us. And we, we breathe it out. Lord, this, the scriptures that, that have come so dear to our hearts, each one of us have one of them. I pray that it would come 
it will become so alive. It's it just it will be it will transform into life that people can touch it. The word we can touch it. We can we can eat it. The Lord, it becomes food for our body and food for people. The Lord, it wouldn't just fall out of our mouth and we forget about it, but it becomes food that we can chew and chew and chew and chew. Because you came to give life and you came to give hope. There's something in me that's longing for the world to be affected. Beyond even what we're doing here right now. The problem is, every time in the past, what we've done, we've just shut down this and tried to do something in the world, and every single time it's fallen flat on its face. There is an engine that God is building up to an overflowing, and it's the overflow that will pour out into the world. Do you hear me? It's the overflow. We are, a men, we are meant to affect change on the culture of the day. We are meant to affect an absolute shift of the culture of the day. And you see that in the early church. There was something overflowing from them. And, because, and from the overflow, everywhere around was affected. Yes, some were crucified, some were, well, some were beaten, some were persecuted. But that is the effect. There is cause and effect. And what happens is we try to do one for the other. And this day, I can see God raising up the overflow. And this is where it hits the rubber hits the road for us as individuals. Because the overflow has to come from individuals. It has to come from people. God will use a remnant. Don't get me wrong. He will use 20%. But his desire and his heart and my heart and the Father's heart is that 100% would overflow. And so there is a call. There is a mandate. There is a requirement. And I, don't, I know we don't like to hear that in church. But in a workplace, it's no problem to hear the requirement. We are establishing a kingdom on the earth. The overflow is something that is true. You can't fake an overflow. Like I said, we've been tried before and everything's fallen flat on its face because it's just not true. It's not real. It's not from that place of life. It just dies. Sure, you can make it look good for a while, but eventually it's just going to wither up. Every single person in this place right now that can hear me has the potential to overflow heaven onto the earth. Don't get me wrong. Every single person. The only thing that matters is am I, am I willing? I can try things in my strength. I can try things in the natural. And they just will not have effect. But if I can do something, anything, if I can actually change something, a culture that I believe I've been called to change. The only way I can affect change on that culture is by allowing the overflow of God, the overflow of the Spirit, the truth, to flow out. There's no other way. It's just impossible. That culture will consume us. It will just eat us up and chew us and spit us out on the other side. 
The only thing that can change the world is the overflow of the church. And so this type of worship, this type of call, this type of cry, this intercession that we feel so strongly is necessary and we can't let it go. But from that, from the tears, from the shaking, from the crying, from the repenting, from from the just like digging, 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 is an overflow so pure and so true and so uncapped, so able to overcome anything, and it's coming to the church, to whoever wants it, to whoever wants it, I want it. I want it. I want to affect change on the culture of the day. I want to shift things in the earth. I want to see nations shake and come to the realization and the revelation that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. I want to see people shake and fall to their knees and repent. I want to see people with the giftings that God's placed deep inside of them flourish and grow beyond anything we could have ever possibly imagined. I want those things. But it will not happen if it's not out of the overflow of truth. I can try to muster up anything I can. I've said this five times now for a reason. It just will not go anywhere. The overflow is where it must come from. But we can't expect the overflow to just happen. We can't expect it just to kind of like wake up one morning and everything's perfect. There is a call to work. There is a call to harvest. There is a call to go to the fields and be a laborer. There is a call to do these things. And if we refuse the call, we cannot have the overflow. We cannot do the things that we want to see. We cannot see the things that we want to do. We just can't. God, let this word penetrate our hearts. Let it penetrate my heart right now. I'm telling you right now, like in my own life, I feel so torn because there's worlds that I know I'm meant, I'm meant to touch and change, yet I'm also very aware of my weakness and how easy it is to succumb to that pressure. Think about where you are in your work in your life, in your family. How easy is it to fall under the pressure of it? How easy is it to slide and be crushed by the weight of that pressure? Wouldn't it be nice to surf on top of something for once? Well, I tell you, it isn't going to come from us passively trying to hope that something happens. It is from an overflow. It is from an overflow. It is from a truth and a rawness that can us in the center of us and it comes out you know I'm going to actually say this is that in this day I know that things are about to be released from people and it's not going to look pretty in some cases it's not going to be super clean in some cases it's like when you eat a bad clam but you had like good food all day long and then you just had one bad clam when it's time to vomit the bad clam out what stays in Nothing. It all comes out. 
You can't just kind of pick out the one. And so right now, I want to pray, and this is really, this is really hard because this is scary for, for churches to pray this kind of stuff. But we pray, I pray right now, for the overflow of the abundance of God to pour out no matter how it looks. If the bad clam has to come out in the process, so be it. We can clean that mess up after. But so long we've sat by and just kind of held back what's really there. We've held back what's really churning inside of us. And what does it do? It just kills us. It squatches us. It just breaks me down. And I just sit there on the ground weeping because I don't know where to go. I'm telling you, there is something that is about to be released in the earth. And it's, at first it's going to look crazy. But I'm telling you, it's going to break the walls of division. It's going to break the walls of division. It's going to like, it's going to bring unity in the body of Christ like nothing has ever seen before. I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about like dumbing down our faith. I'm not talking about watering down holiness. I'm talking about something that is actually true for once. Something that is actually real for once. Something that is not held back. That is not ashamed. That is not afraid to jump off the deep end and into the crazy things of God. I've come to the conclusion just this morning that I'm going to jump into the deep end. I prayed it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, months. And I'm saying I'm jumping in. Will it be perfect? No. There's going to be times I need a life preserver thrown to me. But I'm telling you right now, there is a release that God is trying to just get us over this threshold so that he can actually do something deep inside of us. The overflow. I know I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not feel, I'm the only one that feels this way. I'm just not satisfied with hiding anymore. I'm just not satisfied with hiding what I really feel. I'm not satisfied with just like shaking the tree and not eating of the fruit. I'm shaking the tree, but I'm going to eat that fruit. Why would he give us gifts? Why would he make a five-fold ministry that is called to build up the saints if we weren't meant to do far above exceedingly what we can ask or think? Why? Why? I mean, for nothing? Or are we meant to affect a culture? Are we meant to affect something? I know this is like, hit me in the stomach. But I'm telling you, the rawness of what God is about to expose in the earth, we have to be ready. And the only way I can be ready is to let out what's really in there. And I tell you, there's bad clams in me, and I know it. I'm not hiding. Think about the prophets. Think about those, that crazy guy that, like, laid on the ground for a year and, like, cooked his food with his own dung. Like, think about that craziness. It's just nuts. How could that even be real? 
A guy lays on the ground for a year, but what does it do? It shakes a nation. One guy. We're not even like talking about Jesus here. We're talking about a man. Prophet after prophet after prophet. Man of God, woman of God, coming time and time again, shaking something from an overflow. Just couldn't contain it. Isaiah, a boy, sees God, sees the throne room, sees like, hey, I'm unclean, but send me, I'll go. An overflow. An overflow. there's going to be a billion of them. There's going to be a billion of them. A billion of those people. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not joking. I'm saying a billion people are going to be like that. Working from the overflow. I declare an end to the season of wishing for more faith. And the beginning of a season of intimacy with Jesus Christ. Faith comes by knowing who God is and simply trusting his character. Simply trusting who he is. We don't stir ourselves up to just believe We cannot do that any longer. We must declare who God is. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So in this season, may the word of God be released into your life. May the word of God be released into your hearts and into your minds in Jesus' name. No longer to be this effort to stir my faith. No, we walk into an abundance of intimacy with Jesus Christ. Abundance of intimacy with Jesus Christ. The Word of God being manifest in your heart. Come on, let that go deep. Let that go deep. Let that go deep. coming into a time of unusual manifestations of God. Unusual manifestations of God. Is that because God has changed? 
No. God is releasing in you an increased awareness of the nearness of him already being in our midst. What was cried earlier, the kingdom is inside of you. The kingdom has come. Father, in this moment, every hindrance that would block the comprehension of the reality of how close heaven is to earth, be removed in Jesus' name. The nearness of heaven to the earth, the understanding and the awareness of that, and every hindrance that would block that be removed in Jesus' name. For the very same power that raised Christ from the dead already dwells inside of you. The power that raised Christ from the dead already dwells inside of you. That is why you have been called to overcome. That is why you must overcome. For the power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. You shall overcome. I see a picture of a baby that was born and something took place and there was a switch and you were raised by a family that was not your own. Your identity was confused. But then one day there came a reckoning. Truth was brought and true identity was revealed. And in that moment, everything began to make sense. I thought these ones were my parents, but they weren't. And I could never understand the differences. But there is an alignment coming. I tell you, church, there is an alignment coming where the father of all becomes the father of the church, where the bride of Christ comes into relationship and perfect unity with the bridegroom. And in that moment, that reckoning takes place and every identity issue is settled. That is taking place right now in the name of Jesus. Every identity issue inside of you being reckoned, being sorted, being dealt with in Jesus' name. Who are you? Who is your father? As Ben sang earlier, who is your healer? Who is your provider? Who is the lover of your soul? Who is that first love? We declare revelation of identity in this moment. In this moment. I am a son and daughter of God. I am a son and daughter of God. The very same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of me. And I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb 
and by the word of my testimony, and this world shall have no hold upon me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's good. How many times have we prayed? God, more of you and less of me. More of you, less of me. We've prayed that and we've prayed that and we've cried that and yet something inside of us does not agree. Somewhere inside of us, we continue to try to earn God's favor. We continue to try to appease God. Would you please be happy with me, God? Maybe if I just cry louder, maybe if I just shout, maybe if I just bawl my eyes out, you will come near. And yet God is saying this morning, I have come. I have come. I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. So we receive this morning, O God, the life of abundance. The life of abundance. And this is different than crying out for prosperity. Abundance is something entirely different. the abundance of God being made manifest in your life, the perfection of his nature being released as you live upon the earth, the very basic definition of a Christian is one who allows the life of Christ to be lived through me. The life of Christ being lived through me. so, Father, would you set things straight in our life today? There is something about God. This new covenant thing is different than what we understand or comprehend. The new covenant is God's covenant to make you into a good Christian. To make you into a believer. It is not our promise to God that we will try harder. The good news is that Jesus is working you to become a son of God. He is teaching you and processing you and removing sin from our midst and causing us to become holy even as he is holy. And so this day, a new kind of believer is beginning to emerge. A believer that believes in God. And when I say believe, I mean absolute trust. It's one thing to say, yes, I know you're there. Yes, I know you're real. Yes, I know you're awesome. It is another entirely different thing to say, but God, I trust you. 
with everything inside of me, I trust you. See, Job knew that God was real, but Job also trusted the nature of who God was. And what God is doing in us today is bringing us to that place where we absolutely trust. And when we enter into a circumstance that we've never been in before, we have a decade or two decades or three decades of knowing the character of God. And we can go, I have no idea how God's going to do this, but I know who God is. And the character and the nature of God tells me that I will get through this circumstance because God is awesome. And this will be another demonstration for him to show off, for him to acquire glory, because all glory is due to him. So everything in your life that has the appearance of failure, can you bless it now? And say, Father, I receive your process of purifying my heart, but I declare to my circumstances that my God is awesome. And there is nothing that can stand if hills melt like wax. My circumstances do not stand a chance. So I declare to every circumstance in this room that would seem to acknowledge itself against the knowledge of God, And we speak to that in unity and we speak to that with the faith that God has given us. And we say, hills melt like wax in the presence of God. So my circumstance shall melt like wax in the presence of God. Melt in Jesus' name. You shall come under the awesomeness of God. The awesomeness of God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift that up and begin to praise God. Begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him for melting every circumstance. The awesomeness of God. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Jesus. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. We praise you, Jesus, for who you are. Gates, be lifted up. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Jesus, would we be lifted up? Would you come into our lives? Would Would we open ourselves? Would we be lost in your glory, Jesus? Would you show us your glory? Would we jump in and would we not hesitate? Would we not hesitate, Lord? Would we, be, would we be a daring people, Lord? 
And yet, in the spirit, it's not daring at all. Jesus, would we walk in your calling and the mantle you have given us? And we bless your name and we thank you, Jesus. For you are the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty. Bless your name, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Be ready. Because more and more like him are going to rise up. Tanya, it, it offends something in, in older, established things, religious things, when the young can come and prophesy. Oh, so God, we just prepare our hearts for that because I don't want to miss out of the mouths of babes and sucklings. You have perfected praise. <laughs> 